Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Well met, fellow adventurers. Once again, I will be playing as Sir Crokington. And we've pretty much ex finished exploring Frogmore Forest. There may be a few things we've missed. But those can wait for a while. Or, or you can... Those won't be recorded, because... Well, I just don't know when they'll turn up. Anyhow, this time we'll be doing the adventure called The Silver Quest Reborn. Because, well, we've been, we've been waiting on that for quite a while. Means, of course, we've got to go to the Silver Quest headquarters to do it. Explore Talonus, no, Twithic, Eastern Bark. Headquarters of the Silver Quest. Prithlin tells you both he and Iskridar are attempting to locate Teak. Don't think it'll be long, mind, says Prithlin. Last I heard, old Teak was back in Trithic. Well, that clearly does not seem to be the case. They're not so crooked. We'll keep looking. You thank your cohorts for their efforts and decide to leave them to their work. But, well, turns out... Might, they might actually need some help with that. Adventures for this location. The Sil Silver Quest Reborn. Having just returned from a brief excursion into Fogbor, you're looking forward to spending a few hours relaxing in front of the fire in the headquarters of the Silver Quest. And we begin. Having just returned from a brief excursion to Fogbor, you're looking forward to spending a few hours relaxing in front of the fire in the headquarters of the Silver Quest, an outfit you now lead. The moment you throw open the front door and step inside the cosy, cluttered quarters, however, you're met by Prithen. He quickly closes the door behind you and tells you in a nervous voice he believes something to be afoot. You do your best to calm him, as his demeanour is one of extreme agitation. Before you can get him to sit in a chair next to the hearth, he barks on an account that immediately commands your full attention. Teak and Iskadar are missing, he says. On almost the moment the words pass from his lymph lips, you sense a great relief has come over him. Quite a bit has transpired since you were last here, Sir Grokington, and I will quickly give you an account of it. You take a seat next to the fire, while Prithen places paces before the hearth. He grips the cluttered mantle with his white hand and turns to face you as he begins. Teak appeared at the front door nearly two weeks ago, he says, and despite our ongoing effort to find him, his sudden arrival came as a great shock to us. Almost at one, however, the three of us were laughing and jesting and talking about the old days. Iskwitar and I filled him in on much of what has happened with regard to the quest. 
and he was, of course, quite interested to learn about your acquisition of the Bowl of Blood. It was then that he said he would venture into Fogboa. Prithrin tells you that Teak possessed one of the two missing gems for the bowl, but he, but that he had a map. He had a map that would supposedly lead him to the place where the last gem was hidden, a lair within the cursed wood. Prithrin went off at once, quite disregarding my advice to wait until he had spoken with you. But such is his way. He has not returned. He said he would be back in two or three days. Yet over a week has passed with no word. And this is Fogborough we're talking about. Who knows what could happen there? It's a very dangerous place. Even for experienced adventurers such as Teak. Who admittedly might, might be somewhat losing somewhat out of practice having been having been running Teak's shop for the last few years you learn that after a week had gone by Iskritar set out for Fogborra with hope of finding Teak Prithen tells you he remained behind in case you were to show up though he has since regretted his decision Iskritar has been gone seven days he said gravely I fear that some misfortune has befallen them in the Forbidden Wood. Both men are skilled survivors and warriors, as you know. But there's really no telling what peril they may have encountered. Though I certainly don't need to tell you about the dangers that lurk in that place. Yes, yes, we became quite familiar with them over the previous four episodes. And, admittedly, we got hints of that in the from the episode before that, and if we go back a long way, we get things that we encounter problem, perils that came out of the forest. Without hesitation, you told Pithon that you return to the cursed wood and search for both Teak and Isquidar. A relieved look passes over his face, and he solemnly nods. I have every confidence that if they are to be found, you can find them, he says. You're no stranger to the powers of this place, and I would only slow down your search. I'll wait here in case either of them return. You can't possibly know what a weight you've relieved me of, Sir Crokington. You're certain, and if Teak and Iskrit are to be found in Fogbore, you will be able to locate them. You only hope that you'll find them before they succumb to whatever wickedness has likely waylaid them. After reassuring Prithen that both men will be found and return to safety if necessary, you retire, eager to get some rest before setting out for Fogborough at dawn. The hour, the hour preceding dawn finds both you and Prithen up and about. After tending the fire, Prithen prepares a hearty breakfast and helps you gather your gear for the impending excursion into Frogbore. Take care in there, Sir Crokington, he says. I pray they haven't met with misfortune, but if they have, I can think of no one better to effect their rescue. Watch yourself, though, and please return here in one piece. You bid Prithen farewell and steal out into the dark streets of Drithic in defiance of the city's curfew, 
and with your every thought bent on discovering the fates of Teak and Iskadar. Right, off to Fogborough then. That's in Western Tysa. Fogborough, the Forest of Mist. Now I, mm, yeah, no, I must. I've probably read the law book entry for them at some point, but if, if I haven't, you can just, you can easily find it on the main page of Swift.com. Anyway, time to explore. All right, it's going to take a while. Ooh, we've got a suddenly. All right, here's this this without while passing through the northern portion of the outer wood. Taking care not to lose your way in the swirling banks of fog that blanket the forest, you suddenly hear what could be only described as something large moving nearby. Filled with an immediate and profound sense of dread, you freeze in your tracks and listen with bated breath to the unmistakable sound of something dragging itself across the ground to the north. Whatever it is, it's swiftly moving away from you. Investigate the sound. You spring forward through the mist, your senses alert for the first sign of peril as your eyes focus on the fog. Fog planted, fog, fog, shrouded forest below. You've covered just over 30 yards, and you suddenly come upon the trail, distinct trail of a truly massive creature. The trail, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the big, it's the big snake. Yeah, we've actually have encountered that before. Here's the, there's the cave, the random cave. Another suddenly. Oh, it's four smashed Oterok. Was it Teak? Was it Iskridar? I mean, we don't, we don't know they would be perfectly capable of smashing. Smashing Oterok if it came to it. Although I don't think Teak really uses a blunt instrument. Maybe Iskwadar would. Hmm. We really don't know who's smashing them. Because there's plenty of people who would smash Oterok. I mean, it could have, could have even been Tally's when he briefly visited a while back. Uh, keep exploring. There's a headless being that's going to quit combat. You know what? I'm going to have to pause it. While we, well, until we, until we find some trace of Teak and Isquidar. Two miles from the eastern edge of the forest, you happen upon signs of a recent struggle. Taking care not to disturb the ground, you move about the perimeter of the small patch of skewed earth, taking note of several boot prints pressed into the soft soil and rotting vegetation. On the low-lying limbs of several nearby trees, you notice long, sticky, grey and white fibres that resemble the strands that, that might make up a spider's web. As you move closer to examine the strands, you certainly spot something lying on the ground to your right, resting on the si side of a pile of upturned forest. Forest what is a leather bag. The bag spares no sign of decay, and the assertion it was belonged to the person whose boots recently made the trip, made the marks. You quickly pick up the bag and open it. 
The bag contains some bread and other bits of food, which is quite spoiled and covered with a variety of insects. You empty the contents of the bag onto the ground and are surprised when a leather scroll case pops out. You hurriedly tip out the worn piece of parchment that's that's furled into the case and your heart leaps. Scrawled onto the left weathered sheet is a crude map indicating one indicating location of a nearby forest lair. Your eyes drift to the top of the parchment, and your pulse quickens as you behold the single word that has only recently been written here. Teak. Realising that you've found the map that Teak was obviously using, you study it carefully. By following the map to its marked location, you hope you're able to find out more about what might have happened to Teak, and perhaps to Isquidar. Elated by the discovery, but realising that the signs of the struggle you found don't bode well for Teak, you vow to continue your search. Please note, the location identified on the map is now listed as one of the previous locations you visited in, in the forest, even though I haven't, but that's just how the mechanics of this work. To finish this location, Select Return to a Previously Discovered Location option from the main exploration section and look for the entry titled The Location Marked on Teak's Map. Call off the exploration for now. Travel. Okay, I'm going to go to Ashley first to fully, rest- to fully restore myself and save. Fogborough, the Forest of Mist. Fortunately, no time passes when I'm wandering around doing things. Because it, that's just how things work. Explore Fogball Forest, the outer wood. One, two, three, five, six, eight, nine. Oh, I think that's ten, ten places so far discovered in Fogball. And now to the location marked on Teak's map. Using the map you discovered, coupled with your own knowledge of the misty woodland, you make your way to the specified location. As you pass out of the bank of low, so slow rolling fog, you spot a large mound of earth to the north. In the centre of the mound, a wide, dark p- tunnel plunges down into the ground. Well, obviously, this is something's there. You're standing before a tall mound of upturned earth, deep in the eastern region of the outer wood. In the centre of the massive mound, a wide, dark tunnel plunges down into the ground. Mist swirls around the edges of the hole and seeps down into the broad, steeply sloping earthen passage. Climb down. Well, let's climb down into the steep tunnel. With your light flaring brightly, you cautiously climb down into the steep tunnel. The earth beneath your feet is loose in patches, making your descent both slow and treacherous. The earthen floor of the tunnel suddenly begins to slide. You desperately struggle to maintain your footing and control your descent. Picking a number. Bonus of 49. 19 from woodmanship, 20 from agility, 10 from luck. Alright, gotta get 75 or more, or I slip. Pick now. 
149 success. That's as well as it could have got. You manage to maintain your footing during the difficult descent as the tunnel levels out. You find yourself standing at the western end of a cavernous, gloom-filled earthen corridor. You stand at the western end of a cavernous earthen tunnel to the east. This tall, roughly circular passage extends out of sight into the gloom. To the west, the tunnel tunnel slopes steeply upward before emerging into the misty forest above. Alright, I'm in the northwest corner of this of this map, and I'm gonna make my way east. It's away to the south, but there's something to the east. Okay, going south. Something's turning up. Your eyes are suddenly drawn to something upward. Something stirs in the darkness above. Without warning, a broad, white, thick stranded wreck swims out of the gloom directly overhead its wimp spanning the breath of the passage. You've only a split second to be avoid being ensnared by the massive web. Picking a number. Bonus of 67. 19 from workmanship, 18 from thievery, 20 from agility, 10 from luck. I've got to get 100 or more, or I'll be all webbed up. Pick now. 147. Success. You leap backwards along the passage. Narrowly avoiding becoming ensnared by the sticky strands of the massive swinging web. You're standing before a broad, thick, sticky white web that has dropped out of the gloom above and now spans the full breadth of the tunnel. On either side of the passage, at the end of the perilous stair, you can see dozens of tiny spiders scuttling along the walls. You immediately recognise the spiders to be wakers, a small but particularly venomous species. You little doubt that were to become caught in the massive web, you'd become easy prey for the lurking arachnids. With With the web blocking any further progress along the tunnel, you stand back and think about how you might attempt to get to get past the treacherous barrier. And what are wakers? These small green and yellow spiders get their names for a particular way in which they sting their prey. A sharp, claw-like formation on their underbelly will wake their prey's flesh, creating an open gash into which they will swiftly inject their potent venom. Well, that doesn't sound very pleasant at all. All I'm going to have to make sure I don't touch this web or get anywhere near these spiders. Because apparently these spiders are sort of you social. Even though of course no spiders in our world do that. You get regular social spiders, but not not you social. Hmm. Anyway, there's plenty of options here. I can just fight through the web. Uh, I can use elementalism, conjuration, telekinesis, shadow magic, or even woodmanship. Alright, so I've got six options. Random.org. Tell me what to do. Generate a number between one and six. Generate. We're going number two. We're using shadow magic. 
16 XP to shadow magic. You channel your power of shadow magic, and your head is immediately filled with a chorus of shrill, ghastly whispers. As whispers fade, your own shadow, created by the bright glow of your faithful life, light, slivers forward and melds into the sticky web that spans the channel. In a matter of moments, the web dissolves, leaving the passage ahead clear. Your shadow swiftly retreats and goes back to be just a regular shadow. Which is probably for the best, really, because you don't really want to walk around where your own shadow might just decide to have a little fun with you. 16 XP to General. Having successfully cleared the web out of the way, you check over your equipment and cautiously scan the surrounding gloom before once again setting off along the tunnel. Okay. I'm in a crossroads. I can go north. I can go back north. I can go east, west, or south. I can go west, and there's sort of a loop there. So I was going to take that loop. Your eyes are suddenly drawn upwards as something stirs in the darkness above. Without warning, a broad, white, thick-stranded web swings out of the gloom directly overhead, its width spanning the breadth of the passage. You've only a split second to avoid being ensnared by the massive web. Picking a number, bonus of 67. 19 from woodmanship, 18 from thievery, 20 from agility, 10 from luck. I have to get... 97 or more. Hmm. I guess I'm getting more familiar with these with these sort of traps, which is why the success number's a bit lower. Anyway, pick now. 138, success. You leap backwards along the passage, narrowly avoiding becoming ensnared by the sticky strands of the massive swinging web. You're standing before a broad, thick, sticky white web that's dropped out of the gloomer above and now spans the full breadth of the tunnel. On either side of the passage, the edge of this perilous stair, you can see dozens of tiny spiders scuttling along the walls. You immediately recognise the spiders to be wakers, a small but particularly venomous species. You have little doubt that you are to become caught in this massive web. You would become easy prey for the lurking arachnids. With the web blocking any further progress along the tunnel, you stand back and think about how you might attempt to get past the treacherous barrier. Well, it's the same same, same ways as the last time. Alright, Wonderhawk, tell me what to do. Number one, going to use woodmanship. Successful. 16 XP to woodmanship. You, using your knowledge of the wild, coupled with a steady hand, Use a walk from the earthen tunnel to carefully part the sticky strands of the perilous stair. I assume if there isn't a sharp walk, sharp walk handy, we just nap one up. Because presumably that's just another one of those things you learn when you become a master woodsman. You learn how to just nap some flint tools. Because admittedly, that is a skill that has been in development for millions of years. So, it would still be in the woodsman's cool kit. Although, not, not, as, common, not as common in a medieval-style style kingdom as it would be 
as it would be in, you know, a Neolithic, Mesolithic, Paleolithic, or even Chacolithic society where, of course, metal tools were either very, very rare or non-existent. And even if they did, when they did exist, they were probably just too expensive to use, use for regular things. Carefully part the sticky strands of the perilous snare. After just a few nerve-wracking moments, you managed to successfully clear the passage ahead. Thank you, Flints. 16 XP to General. Having successfully cleared the web out of the way, you check over your equipment and cautiously stand, scan the surrounding gloom before once again setting off along the tunnel. Alright, looping my way to the west. Here's another thing. Your eyes are suddenly drawn upwards as something stirs in the darkness above. Without warning, a broad, white, thick-stranded web swings out of the gloom overhead, its whiff spanning the breadth of the passage. If only a split second you'll be avoid being ensnared by this massive web, so I assume there's a really big spider in the core of this t in the core of this in the core of this dungeon. Because, I mean, that's what would, be, would make a big web. It would be a big spider. Well, oh, I know how to deal with big spiders. Shouldn't be too hard. Right, it's the same, same bonuses as before. But this time we're really familiar with, with all these dropping webs. So we only have to get 75. So pick now. But <laughs> apparently not familiar enough because we just failed. The broad, white, swicky, sticky web swiftly ensnares you, latching onto your arms and legs with its fierce grip. Oh no, I'm completely enveloped. With your heart pounding, you totally catch sight of dozens of tiny spiders swarming in the, in the gloom at the edge of the web on either side of the passage. You immediately recognise the spiders to be wakers, a small, particularly venomous species. You've little doubt that unless you're able to free yourself, you become easy prey for the lurking arachnids. And of course, all my struggling's just bringing, making me even more obvious to them. But if I didn't struggle, well, they'd, they'd know I'm there just from the springing it did when the web hit me, so I guess there's no real advantage to staying still. So struggle all I want. You desperately struggle to free yourself from the web as dozens of wakers swarm swarm across the surface of the sticky of the sticky snare. All right, picking a number. It's a bonus of sixty-eight. No, no, seventy-eight. Nineteen for woodmanship. Twenty for might. Nineteen for body. 20 from agility. I've got to get 77 or more, so I cannot fail this. There is no way for me to fail this check. And indeed, I think most people who get here won't be able to fail because most people would have the 20 to have 20 might body and agility by now. 
and woodmanship will be probably in the 70s because this is a fairly deep quest in fact it's very deep because you've to get to do this you're gonna have to have you're gonna have to have gone through the temple the silent temple ten times and just that would almost give you enough enough XP to get woodmanship to the to the grade where it will guarantee your success so which is sort of a pity which means I don't know if anyone would have ever even seen what happens if you know what I'm going to check the wiki and see if anyone actually has oh yeah some people have failed that check and you just take a tiny bit of damage anyway pick now 148 success you managed to free yourself from the sticky web and step back along the passage you're standing before a broad thick sticky white web that has dropped out of the gloom above and now spans the full breadth of the tunnel on either side of the passage at the edge of the perilous snare you can see dozens of tiny spiders scuttling along the walls and now they're all excited and amped up you immediately recognise the spiders to be wakers, a small but particularly venomous species, who little doubt that their worries become coarse in this massive web, and become easy prey for the lurking arachnids. With the web blocking any further progress along the tunnel, you stand back and think about how you might attempt to get past the treacherous barrier. Same options as before, random.org, tell me what to do. Number 5. Alright, we're going to use Elementalism this time. Succeeded. 16 XP to Elementalism. You channel your power of Elementalism. Elementalism. Almost instantly, a fierce gust of wind tears along the earthen passage, safely shredding the web and clearing the passage ahead. Thank you, Elementals. 16 XP to General. Having successfully cleared the web out of the way, you check over your equipment and cautiously scan the surrounding gloom before once again setting off along the tunnel. Alright, I've now gone to the far side of the loop and making my way back. You suddenly catch sight of something lying on the floor just up ahead, warily, with your every sense alert for the first sign of danger. You proceed along the tunnel towards the dark shape. Much to your surprise, a dark shape turns out to be a pile of items. An axe, a dagger and a thick belt lie heaped in the middle of the tunnel. A close examination reveals that both the weapons display remarkable craftsmanship. You pick up you pick up the axe and your heart nearly skips a beat when your eyes and the elegant le- Wait when you eye the elegant letting emblazoned upon its sturdy oaken shaft. Staring back at you from the hands of the axe is the word teak. You immediately pick up the three items. It's teak's axe. It's unmatched. It's five melee. It is five melee waiting. Not magic. Hmm. I guess, guess he's guess he's going to hold up to get the really good stuff. Teak's dagger. That's also an unmatched item of five minute waiting. And Teak's belt. That's three encumbrance. It's also unmatched quality. This piece of unmatched leather armour will protect your midsection. 
You discover the sm- a small pouch attached to the belch. Overcome with curiosity, you open the pouch and are promptly startled when your gaze falls upon a small, triangular, blood-red gem. Blood-red gem. You instantly recognise it as one of the two missing gems from the whim of the bowl of blood. Wasting no time, you retrieve the bowl from amongst your possessions and fit the newly acquired stone into one of the last two empty sockets that line its outer whim. Hmm. I don't know if this is really the time to be doing that, but, yeah, I guess it's not. Yeah, I guess if it's a spider, they're probably, they're probably just, there's probably just webbed up somewhere, but not in any immediate peril. You know, unless, of course, the spider gets hungry, in which case they're in very immediate peril and there's nothing they can do about it. Realising that you are now, without question, on the trail of Teak, you quickly secure his axe, dagger, and belt amidst your other belongings before setting off to resume your exploration of this subterranean lair. Now, I think technically, I could, I could zoop back, zoop back to the city and sell all Teak's equipment, <laughs> but that would be a really devious thing to do. Because I'm pretty sure that once we find Teak, we'll give it all back to him. Resume exploration subterranean there. The sound of something large moving rapidly through the gloom freezes you in your tracks. You instinctively spin in the direction of the sound, but can see nothing beyond the perimeter of the, the glow cast by a dependable light. The sound quickly fades, and you're once again enveloped in darkness and silence. Alright. Now I'm going to be south of the crossroads. Here comes something. Your eyes are suddenly drawn upwards as something stirs in the darkness above. Alright, it's another one of those swinging webs. This time the success is 92. Apparently, uh... I got a bit distracted by all of Teak's, seeing all of Teak's stuff, and that bowl of blood gem, and I'm not quite as familiar with these webs anymore. Pick now. 91. Failure. The broad, white, sticky web swiftly ensnares you, latching onto your arms and legs with its fierce grip. With your heart pounding, you suddenly catch sight of dozens of tiny spiders scut- swarming in the gloom at the edge of the web. On either side of the passage, you immediately recognise the spiders to be wakers, a small but particularly venomous species. You've little doubt that, it, that, that unless you're able to free yourself, you become easy prey for the lurking arachnids. You desperately struggle to free yourself from the web, as dozens of rakers swarm across the surface of the sticky stare. Okay, it's it's the same as before, bonus of 68. I have to get 79, so I cannot fail. But I can I can I can only just succeed if I roll a one. Big now. 120 success. You manage to free yourself from the sticky web and step back back from the back along the passage and now those waker spiders are very frustrated all right and now the web's blocking my path 
What do I do about it? Woodmanship, shadow magic, telekinesis, conjuration, elementalism are all my options. Uh, currently, I've used elementalism, uh, shadow magic, and woodmanship to get past. Random.org, tell me what to do. Number five, that's elementalism. We've already done that, so nah. Number one, woodmanship, we've done that, so nah. Number three, telekinesis. Let's give that a go. Succeeded. 16 XP to telekinesis. You summon your power of telekinesis and project a powerful blast of telekinetic energy at the web. The force of your projected energy safely tears the web in three places and clears the passage ahead. 16 XP to general. Having successfully cleared the web out of the way, you check over your equipment and cautiously scan the surrounding scan the surrounding gloom. Once again, setting off along the tunnel. Alright, and there we got back to the crossroads and there's something to the east. It's another swinging web. Got to get 83. I'm getting a bit more familiar with these webs again. What do I get? 113 success. You leap backwards along the you spring backwards along the passage, narrowly avoiding becoming instead by the sticky strands of the massive swinging web. Right, here's the web. It's before me. Alright, so I've done woodmanship, shadow magic, telekinesis, elementalism. You know what? I'm going to do conjuration now. Start to finish things off. 16 XP to conjuration. You call upon your power of conjuration. The long wooden pole suddenly appears on the ground at your feet. You immediately pick up the pole and use it to carefully part the web. Pushing the sticky snare back to either side of the earthen passage and then quickly dropping it before the spiders can, can crawl up this web onto me. Because they'll probably try that. 16 XP to general. Having successfully cleared the web out of the way, you check over your equipment and cautiously scan the surrounding gloom for once again setting off along the tunnel. The sound of something large, moving rapidly through the gloom, freezes you in your tracks. You instinctively spin in the direction of the sound, but can see nothing beyond the perimeter of the glow cast by your light. The sound quickly fades and you're once again enveloped in darkness and silence. Well, whatever it... The, the big spider in the core of this dungeon, I must be getting closer to it. Okay, I can go south, and here's some things. Another web swings down. Got to get 78 to pass this check. It's still bonus 67, but now... 94 success. You leap backwards along the passage, narrowly avoiding being ensnared by the sticky swans of the massive swinging web. Alright, the web blocks my path now, even though I don't really have to go down there, because it just seems that the end of the jungle is the dungeon, is to the northeast. 
Now, the only thing I haven't done so far is attempt to fight my way through the web. With the sticky strands of web tugging at your arms and legs, you brazenly step up to the deadly obstacle and attempt to force your way through it. Dozens of wakers pour out of the shadows on either side of the passage and scurry along the thick white surface of the web as they close in to incapacitate and consume what they assume is snared prey. It's a massive web now. I'm not, I'm going to fight it unarmed. Just because. You execute a series of incredible strikes against your foe. Dozens of wakers flood the web, attempting to stink to sink their fangs into your flesh. All right, I'm punching this spider web. You're injected by the venom of one of the poisonous spiders for 15 damage. And again, for 10 damage. Alright, this, 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 this web has a lot of health. Probably because it's such a huge web. Alright, Venom for 16 damage. To me, that is. And I keep punching it. Injected by the Venom of one of your poison spiders for 10 damage. Of course, the thing about unarmed combat is there's no specials. Hmm. Perhaps there should be a chance of doing specials unlocked after you reach, I don't know, 70 in unarmed combat. You know, just, just so it isn't completely... Just so it isn't completely outclassed by... by your... by the fighting with a weapon thing. But oh well. Just a consideration. You're injected by the venom of one of the poisonous spiders. And again, for 10, and then 14 damage. And now it is it is scattered and displayed. 41 experience. With the sticky web hanging in tatters on either side of the tunnel, you pause to catch your breath as you watch dozens of wakers scuttle away into the shadows at the edge of the passage. 16 XP to general. Having successfully cleared the web out of the way, you check over your equipment and cautiously, cautiously scan the surrounding gloom for once again setting off along the tunnel. The sound of something large moving rapidly through the gloom freezes you in your tracks. You instinctively spin in direction of sound, but see nothing beyond the perimeter of the glow cast by the light source. The sound quickly fades, and you're once again enveloped by darkness and silence. Alright, there's something in the southeast corner. Just gonna heal up myself up first. Don't particularly need to, but nice to be fully healed. Something stirs, web falls down. Gotta get a bonus of 63. Oh, yeah, it's lower. My look. Lower because I'm not wielding the quick stab dagger, but once I wield that, it goes back to 67. Okay, I've got to get 80 or more, or be webbed up. Pick now. 69 failure. I am webbed up. The wakers are snort. Ah, uh, the wakers are once again swarming in on me. All right, I've got to get 70 bonus of 78 to struggle past us. 19 for Womanship, 20 for Might, 19 for Body, 20 for Agility. Got to get 78 or more. 
well, which means I am going to get this. I am going to get out of this way, because sorry to get you all excited for nothing. Pick now. 131. Success. You manage to free yourself from the sticky web and step back along the passage. Right, the web's in the way. I have the six options. Woodmanship, Shadow Magic, Telekinesis, Conjuration, Elementalism, or just fighting it. Now, you get the most XP for fighting it. But you also take way more damage doing that. And it takes quite a bit longer as well. But you know what? Let's fight through the web. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With the sticky strands of the web choking at your arms and legs, you step brazenly up to the deadly obstacle and attempt to force your way past it. Dozens of wakers pour out of the shadows on either side of the passage and scurry along the thick white surface of the web as they close in to incapacitate and consume what they assume is snared prey. I'm just going to quick combat that. Yeah, and it is slain. 41 XP. With the, with the sticky web hanging in tatters on either side of the tunnel, you pause to catch your breath as you watch the dozens of wakers scuttle away into the shadows at the edge of the passage. And then 16 XP for general. Having successfully cleared the web out of the way, you check over your equipment and curiously, cautiously scan the surrounding gloom before once again setting off along the tunnel. The sound of something large moving rapidly through the gloom freezes you in your tracks. You instinctively spin in the direction of the sound. And you, fa- and you see nothing, nothing beyond... The perimeter of the, the perimeter of the glow cast by your reliable light source. The sound quickly fades, and you've once again enveloped in darkness and silence. All right, that's that southeast corner. I hear a big sound again. Southeast corner explored. Now this is a little northeast section to go. But something blocks my path first. As you reach a wide bend in the tunnel, where the passage turns north, you spot several signs on the ground that indicate something large has recently moved across this very spot. In various places, in and about the immediate area, you discover shallow impressions in the damp earth, and a, la- and a wide trail that seems to suggest that something may have been dragged through. After carefully examining the floor of the tunnel for nearly a minute, prepare to move on suddenly a towering massive shape looms out of the darkness that fills the tunnel to the north you instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance and watch with mounting horror as a terrifying sight steps into view at the edge of your at the edge of your light at first you mistake the giant green and black eight-legged horse-side creature for a large spider Uh, That's bad enough, but as the upper portion of the beast's body passes out of the shadow, 
your blood freezes. Perched atop the gargantuan eight-legged spider body is the upper arms, torso, and head. Is the upper torso, arms, and head of a troll. The sinister abomination glowing at you from across the urban tunnel is a spider troll, spider troll, sinister vicious spider troll. Can it club you on the head? Yes, it can. It's a troll. It's also a spider as well. A spider thought of creature thought long ago to disappeared from the world. Spider troll. One of the more nightmares, though thankfully where denizens of the wild, is the fearsome spider troll. Although more troll than spider. These eight-legged abominations have the upper torso, arms and head of a troll that rises out of an oversized black and green abdomen. Spider trolls are trolls, not arachnids. They're believed to have been created by a powerful dark magic ages ago. While they possess the ability to spin webs, they lack the sting and venom of a deadly spider. Well, I bet they feel jealous about it when they meet all the other spiders and say, You got no venom! What kind of spider are you? You're just a troll. You trolly troll. These creatures are slightly more intelligent than forest trolls, and despite their appearance, they, they bear many of the same and unsavoury characteristics of their com- more common kin. While rumours abound that some spider trolls possess magical powers, it is known that the eight-legged trolls has, have the innate ability to summon and control different species of spiders. Spider trolls dwell in the sprawling subterranean tunnel networks that they dig themselves. These tunnels are usually festooned with all, with all but invisible webs, into which which snare any creature that unwittingly wanders into them. Yep, yep, we saw them. Spider trolls attract their webs to the walls and ceilings of their lairs. The webs are designed to detect even the slightest air currents, which cause them to drop down onto anything nearby. Sometimes the webs in the spider lair are inhabited by small green and yellow arachnids called wakers. These venomous spiders will swarm, swarm and incapacitate anything snared in a spider troll's web. Spider trolls are immune to wake venom and takes full advantage of the service the small, small spiders provide. And I hope they are grateful. Now remember to look after their wakers. Spider trolls are savage, fierce and relentless combatants. They are believed to be fearless, and they will always fight to the death. Well, they must have got that from their troll part. Because, of course, spiders, by their nature, are more ambushy predators. Well, usually, and they don't really go for the whole fight to the death thing. Because, you know, once you're dead, you're you're dead. And that kind of puts a bank... That makes it very hard to reproduce tends to be that fighting to the death 
That usually only happens if you're directly defending your kin. Or you're a eusocial animal, because then, well, genetics is weird for them, so. It's actually more, they can, their genes can be passed on even if they die, because it's more advantageous for them to protect their sisters than their own children or something like that it's anyway ants bees wasps termites yeah they'll fight to the death but most other animals if they can they'll 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 flee, they'll flee if they can but troll trolls are weird so them fighting to death i guess it makes a bit of sense all right this is Way worse than we thought it was. The spider troll grumbles, and for the first time, you spot a large spear clutched in his white hand. God, it also has tools! Suddenly, the creature's spindly, green, claw-tipped legs stir into a frenzy of action, and in a split second, the spider troll has covered half the distance that separates you. The beast stops abruptly, draws back its long, sinewy arm. And hurls its spear at you. The spider troll's stone-tipped spear hurtles towards you with deadly accuracy. Alright, so I can use fortification, telekinesis, shadow magic, or just dodge it. Alright, random dog, tell me what to do. Apparently, I'm going to be using fortification. Succeeded. 16 XP to fortification. You channel your power of fortification and a shimmering field of blue sparkles immediately takes form in front of you. The hurtling spear smashes into your magical barrier and drops harmlessly to the floor of the tunnel. The spider troll unhinges its fang-filled jaws and unleashes an enraged bellow that shakes the earthen tunnel. Alright, alright, yep, yep. I'm its prey, and it's, it's now angry at me as well, because of all the wakers I've killed. That, you know, because I didn't die when, I, when, it, when it told me to. With its eight spindly, claw-tipped legs moving in a frenzy, churning up the floor of the earthen passage, the hideous spider troll scuttles towards you. You immediately assume a defensive stance and prepare to engage the fearsome creature. As the spider troll draws up to within striking distance, the beast wears up onto its four hind legs and fills the tunnel with an ear-shattering roar as it savagely lashes out at you with its mighty forelimbs. You wonder if it would prove wise to flee as soon as opportunity presents itself and return with a plan of attack now. Since this is a troll... I'm going to use the troll bond because you really don't get that many opportunities to use that. Begin combat. The troll bond. Troll bond gives me plus twenty against this foe. This hideous spider troll rapidly strikes you with its claw-tipped legs. Bond. <laughs> you execute a masterful ground stroke with the troll bond. Bond. For 28 damage. 
The spider troll staggers you with a frenzied series of savage attacks for 29 damage. Okay, I'm going to run away. Because the game suggested that. And while I'm running away, it staggers me with a, with a series of savage strikes for, 20, for 30 damage. And anyway, I flee. You leap back, narrowly dodging a pair of gl blows from the spider troll's flashing, claw-tipped claw legs, and take flight along the tunnel. Much to your horror, the sinister creature chases after you, moving with unnerving speed and agility through the twisting but familiar passages of its lair. Picking a number, bonus of 39. Zero from woodmanship. Okay. How does, how does that work? How, how do you get a zero from woodmanship? Hmm. I'm guessing he wanted, he thought about putting a wooden bonemanship in, but they decided to actually zero. Hmm. Odd. Odd that. 20 from agility and 19 from body. Anyway, I've got to get 75 or more or it will catch up with me. Pick now. 59, failure. Alright, I'm going to heal myself first. Your attempt to outdistance the spider troll has failed. Only moments into your flight, you're overtaken and attacked by the gruesome creature. The spider troll wears up on its four hind legs and attacks, swiping at you with its spindly, green, claw-tipped forelimbs. It's a spider troll. Spider troll, spider troll. Vicious, angry spider troll. Can it club you on ahead? Yes, it can. Yes, it can. But I can. Bont it back. Bont! You execute a masterful downstroke with the troll bont. For 12 damage. The spider spins a broad stick, sticky web and hurls it at you. You manage to dodge the treacherous snare. Bont! Bont! Right, spins another web. You know what? I'm going to run away again. Flayed from combat. Alright, same check. You leap back. Narrowly dodging a pair of blows from the spider trolls. Flashing claw-tipped legs. Flight, take flight along the tunnel. Must your horror. The sinister creature chases after you. Moving with unnerving speed and agility. Through the twisting but familiar passages of his lair. Now, I'm going to imagine, sometimes it's just going to walk along the walls and the ceiling, just because that's scarier. And, of course, that's a thing spiders can do, so... Anyway, pick now. Bonus 39, success 75, pick now. 46, failure. It's caught up with me. Alright, just going to fight it for a few rounds to my first bolt. Spider's troll spins a broad sticky web and hurls it at you. You've been snared by the web and be unable to act during the next round of combat. But fortunately, I still managed to get out of the way. It deals you with a series of series of savage strikes. Bont for 54 damage. Now I can run away. Fled from combat. 
Okay, same check as when I tried to flee before. Bonus of 39. Success is 75. Pick now. 46 failure. Call up with me again. Fight it again. I got a, I got a good bont in. A few more bonts. Now to one away again. 56, 52 failure. Fight it some more. The bont for 30 damage. Flee, fled from combat. Alright, same check once more. 99, failure. You managed to stay just ahead of the spider troll. But the sinister, hideous creature is gaining on you. With the... Th with the fiendish spider troll swiftly bearing down on you from behind, you redouble your effort, dashing through the dark tunnels at a breakneck pace, picking a number. Bonus to 39. 20 from agility, 19 from body. Got to get 75 or more. Pick now. 120. Success. At last, the entrance to the dark lair looms out of view in the gloom ahead. The same instant, the fearsome spider troll breaks off its pursuit and retreats into the shadows behind. Course. I mean, even I mean, even with that troll pass, the spider isn't going to leave its lair. As you draw up to its entrance, you wipe away the sweat streaming your brow and struggle to catch your breath. All right, I'm right back at the entrance now. All right, making my way in. Enveloped in darkness and silence. With the big sound. Alright. There's the sounds. Alright. Okay, making back to where I first encountered it. You cautiously approach the spot in which you last encountered the hideous spider troll. Suddenly. From out of the gloom ahead. The fearsome creature appears, its lips curled back to reveal a line of jagged yellow fangs, as its eight spindly legs propel its hideous bulk towards you at an unnerving pace. The gruesome spider troll seems eager to finish you off. That's fair enough, because I've almost killed it several times over. Anyway, there are many ways to respond to this. I could just fight it I could flee but that was just but I'm gonna have to fight it eventually because I have to get past it to get to Teak and maybe Iskridar and save them because that's why I'm here so I could use archery elementalism telekinesis gating illusion shadow magic or thievery telekinesis gating and they all require 70 plus so I can't yet use telekinesis, gating, or illusion. Alright, random.org. You know what? I've got I'm gonna not I'm not put I'm not gonna choose the fight it directly thing. So random.org one to four. Number one Archery. You successfully used your archery skill in a swift, fluid form. You draw your bow and notch an arrow, taking aim at the rapidly advancing spider troll. You release your shot and watch as your, as your feathered shaft 
screams along the dark tunnel of the earth and embeds itself in the hideous creature's chest. As the troll unleashes a pain-laden bellow, as it tears the arrow from its flesh and hurls the blood-covered missile to the ground, the gruesome spider troll has been grievously wounded. The spider troll, though wounded by your attack, appears undeterred. Well, now it's just angrier. Now, if it was more spidery, it'd have probably backed off. But its troll part, its trollness will not let this, will not let this insult go unavenged. Your gruesome creature rears up on its four hind legs and attacks, striking out at you with its spindly, claw-tipped forelimbs. Spider troll, it is wounded. Begin combat. Bont for 11 damage. Bont for 32 damage. Bont for 17 damage. Rapidly strikes at you his claw tip legs. Bont for 20 damage. Tux, strikes, staggers you with a frenzied series of attacks for 21 damage. Bont for 6 damage. So, not that much of a good bont as bonts go. Right, I want to finish it off with a bont. Bont! You execute a masterful downstroke with the troll bont for 69 damage. And it is slain. It has been bonted to death. Bont, 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 bont. Such a fun word to say. Bont! You have slain your foe. 9 XP. And 256 experience to general. The hideous still twitching carcass of the fearsome spider troll lies in the middle of the tunnel. Steady streams of green and yellow ooze pour out of the wounds that widdle the creature's bulky, lifeless form. Suddenly, movement from the shadows at the edge of your passage catch your eye. You turn to witness a horrifying sight. Hundreds of wakers converge on the remains of the spider troll, swarming over the dead beast, eager to consume such a bountiful feast. Yeah, of course, that's that's only fair. Only fair. With the scuttling of the wakers filling the channel, you turn away in disgust and about to move back along the passage when the new sound rises above that of the swarming spiders. A weak voice from somewhere in the gloom ahead is calling out for help. You hurry along the tunnel in the direction of the sound and quickly come upon a web-wrapped figure her, her, huddled on the ground. Without a second thought, you rush forward and work to free the figure from the thick, stricky strands of, web, of white webbing. The haggard and drawn face of a man appears as you clear away the web, and at once his eyes fly open and he manages a weak smile. You immediately realise you are staring down at Teak. I know who you are, he says, his voice weak and wavering. Honour to meet you, Sir Crokington, but I must confess, I've never been happier to see anyone in my entire life. With the last, with the last of 
the web swan, strands at his feet, Teak slowly rises with your help, and groans loudly as he stretches. You promptly return his equipment to him, which seems to greatly buoy his spirits. Yep, 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 if I have given up the opportunity to sell these things. Because that, that would just be so twickly. <laughs> Such a devious thing to do, wouldn't it? I assume you found the other gem, he asks, his voice no longer sounding weak. You nod and he smiles. I know I had all but given up on ever leaving this there, but it seems I should have more faith in more faith in the All Father's willingness to answer prayers made in desperation. Certainly that would explain how I managed to find those one or two find the one clue in thousands of square miles of forest. Eh, maybe the All Father did help. Seek tells you that he ventured into this lair in the search of the last of the gems for the trolled bowl of blood, but was promptly chased out by the spider troll. An ancient beast guarding its ancient lair, he says. Some form or another, I'd wager these tunnels existed for a better part of a century, which is nearly as old as, le- as the map that led me to, to them. I suppose you came across the map? Can you quite imagine it? In all the vastness of this cursed wood, you happen upon the map which I tossed aside at the moment of my capture. It was a desperate ploy, a measure with no discernible hope in it, but one I am now exceedingly glad I retained the wit to execute. You learn that Teak had moved away from this lair and was setting up camp when the spider troll burst from the fog and took him up, took hold of him. Beast spun. The beast spun its web web around me and dragged me back here. The web that encased me must have somehow sustained me, for neither food nor drink have passed my lips these many days. Even now I'm only slightly parched, and not particularly famished. Strange indeed. Or father, I guess. That all. Yeah, no, there's, there's no reason why why the spider troll would bother to keep its prey alive. I mean, okay, admittedly they taste a, if they starve to death, they're a bit, they're a bit less chump chump, a bit less, they're a bit chewy, but that's no real problem. All the organs are still good. Hmm. Strange indeed. Teak is still unsteady on his feet. And as he leads against the tunnel wall, he slowly recovers his balance and his bearing. Despite his ordeal, he seems not to have suffered no lasting harm. When you ask him about Iskridar, Teak shakes his head and tells you he knows nothing about what might have happened to him. That is certainly distressing news, he said. Iskridar is just as capable woodsman as I know. Though I'd admit this wretched forest is no ordinary wood. We must search for him, Sir Crokington. The search will prove less perilous with the two of us together, though perhaps only slightly. Teak suddenly moves off through the passage, having obviously caught sight of something. Caught, saw, caught, caught sight of something, and only seconds later she realised he spotted the oozing carcass of the spider troll. 
He stands next to the massive corpse of the slain creature and shakes his head. All by yourself, then? Astonishing, Sir Crokington. Suddenly recalling that Teak told you told you he entered this lair in search of the last of the gems for the bowl of blood. You ask him if the jewel is here, somewhere in the dark. Tunnels and the spider trolls abode. The master woodsman shakes his head. It's not here, he says, extending his left hand towards you. It's here! Teak unfurls his fingers, and there, resting in the palm of his upturned hand, is the final gem to be fitted into the whim of the bowl you carry. He tosses the glittering stone to you and smiles. Just you mind what I say for a moment, Teak says, as you fit the gem he's just giving you into the, into the bowl's last empty impression. You, th- you need to think long and hard about whether you want to risk gazing into the bowl, now that it's been made whole with its gems. But never mind that for now. We've got, we've got to find our dear old friend. You agree, and at once the two of you prepare to leave the spider troll lair and set off in search of Isquidar. You may gaze into the bowl of blood from any safe location by clicking on it from your list of items and selecting Gaze into the Bowl. Well, I think we'll be doing that... You know what, we'll be doing that in the next episode. Because there's a, there's a couple of things that follow on directly from this, so... You'd want to unlock in this, this, this lair, so... I'll do them all in the next episode. As the two of you make your way out of the subterranean lair, a large brown spider scuttles out of the gloom and moves swiftly in your direction without pause. Teak lifts his axe and leaps forward, nearly cleaving the horrid creature in two with a death blow. As he cleans off his weapon and steps back from the oozing carcass of the giant arachnid, Teak looks at you and grins. Not quite a spider at all, he says. But now it can't be said I've done nothing to help our escape. The remainder of your trek out of the tunnels proceeds without incident, and you soon find yourself amid the swirling fog of the cursed wood. You both agree that the eastern region of the outer wood is where you'd most likely find Iskridar, if indeed he's in Fogbor at all, and so, defiantly holding on to... On to hope, you and Teak begin what you suspect would be a long and possibly fruitless search. You've lain, ranged less than a quarter of a mile from the spider troll's lair when you happen upon a curious and disturbing sight. Hanging from the dark limbs of several towering hardwoods, swinging at the end of thick lengths of white webbing, are nearly two dozen web-encased figures, Teak winces, betraying his disgust at the gruesome find, as he slowly makes his way beneath what you presume are swinging, web-covered corpses. Spider troll, almost certainly, he says, prodding the lower portion of one of the sprint-springing bundles with the blade of his axe. Okay, why would a spider troll tie someone up? 
a quarter of a mile from his residence. They're just... He's just, he's just preparing them for something else to eat. I guess maybe revenge? Look at this. There's an arm that's worked its way free. It's a cave goblin, Sir Grokington. I'd say the beast you with the forest off was feasting on goblins. It's probably why he had no immediate hunger to sate. Which suited me quite perfectly. Picking up a stick, he followed Teak around the edge of the ghastly site, and now and again, poking at the web-enveloped figures dangling overhead. Your heart suddenly skips two beats up, as upon being prodded by your stick, one of the wat but web rat bungle bundles begins thrashing about wildly. Teak gasps in alarm and leaps back from you and leaps back from the weaving form. You quickly regain your senses and tell Teak to cut down the moving bundle of web. He immediately complies and the two of you tear off the sticky white webbing, revealing a sunken, drawn and emancipated face. A ghastly visage that is oddly familiar to both of you. The deathly face of Iskridar glares up at you out of the cocoon of webbing. Your heart leaps out your heart leaps out as Iskridar's mouth opens, and through and through his crap li- lips lips draws a loud and waggy waggy breath. Tear it off him, shouts Teak. Come on, let's get him out of here. Matter of moments, you and Teak have extracted Iskridar from the webbing that encased him. Your fellow member of the Silver Crest lies on his back amidst a damp wop that covers the forest floor. His breathing slowly returning to normal and his colour rapidly improving. Please get me away from this place, he croaks, staring up at the goblin corpses swinging overhead. Supporting Iskritar on your shoulder, you follow Teak as he moves off to the east at a pace you can barely hope to sustain. Barely hope to sustain. Yeah, uh, he really has. He has really boob. He has recovered quickly from all that. After only a few minutes, he stops and confers with you. The two of you agree that Iskritar is presently too weak to travel far. And so it decided you'll rest here for tonight, before returning to Twithic in the morning. A night in the cursed forest? Eh, well, I think think if there's any group that's going to be okay with that, it's this one. A couple of hours later, the three of you sit around a roaring fire, over which grow several pieces of game that you managed to catch. Iskritar has made a remarkable recovery from his long and unpleasant ordeal. And seems shocked that you single-handedly brought about the demise of the fearsome spider troll. I mean, is it really that shocking? I, considering what I just... Considering all that I accomplished in Proving Grounds 5? Well, I suppose it's not all that surprising, he says, glor gnawing on a bit of charred head. I wish to take take nothing away from your victory, Sir Crokington, but you must remember that I was there for the Moraxa business and learned exactly what sort of heroics you were capable of. As with Teak, 
Iskridar believes the webbing that encased him also sustained him. It's the most putrid thing I have ever tasted, he says, grimacing. But I managed a few bits of it here and there, and it always seemed to renew me. Though I suppose in the end it's probably taken a year or two off the end of my life. Hmm, curious. Wait a minute, does that mean that was the spider troll actually invented by wizards to capture people and just keep them tied up, presumably indefinitely, for wizard business? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. So, yeah, okay, you're a wizard. You know how to capture people. For wizardry. For wizard reasons. Maybe to do horrific experiments on them. Maybe just so they can... Wi- Maybe just so you can weed to them. Maybe so you can weed them your poetry. Maybe just because you want you. Maybe just because you want someone to show off all your new cool spells. Or maybe you just want to see whether your capturing thing works. So you you you, you don't want people to you know die <laughs> when they're captured because that's just the whole thing, and you're not really good at the necromancy stuff. So you just, you know, you you make your spider troll to capture them. And then you rejiggle it so that their webs can sustain humans. That way you can, you know, just leave. So that when, you know, as you're a wizard, you get distracted for a few weeks. Looking at a bug or something. They're not dead. Because the first few times you did that, yeah, they did die. So, so then you just... Did some magic. We made it so the web sustains humans. So they don't die when you get distracted for a bit. Or you wander off somewhere. Or you get yourself caught. Caught in a... Get yourself caught in a block of ice. Or various other things that can keep wizards busy for a while. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's, That's what I think it's for. Isquidar tells you he was captured by the spider troll while passing through an area of dense fog. The beast burst from the mist and took hold of me. It had ferocious strength and I couldn't free myself from its grasp. It bound me in its web and hung me up from the tree with the goblins. Isquidar says the goblins must have been captured right around the same time he was. And for a while from the tree, he could hear their eerie screams and ghoulish streaks as they slowly died in the webbing that encased them. Their screams eventually died away, but I shall never forget that haunting chorus, he says. I don't know why they weren't sustained the same way in which I was. Do I? Can't be troubled to puzzle over it. I'm just grateful that I'm alive to tell you about it. I hope Pritham's not worrying so far to death over the lot of us. Iskutar thanks you both for coming to his rescue and says Windle would be proud. I've often wondered about him, and Helene of course, and nearer too for that matter, said Iskutar. I suppose we might see them all again through... When that will be is something that's likely to remain a mystery. Cabby's broken the next morning, the first light of dawn. 
and the three of you, Iskritar having nearly completely recovered, make a swift trek out of Fogbor and arrive at the gates of Ashler just before midday. A short step, a short stop at the Seyslaw Tavern provides much needed, much needed nourishment and a chance to drive away the lingering dampness of the forest. Seated by the three, by the fur, by the three of you, the herd, the three of you empty a fair amount of ale before wishing health to to Thargur, the tavern keep, and setting off for Twithic. The return to the Silver Quest headquarters proves to be a happy and boisterous affair, with more shoulder crosses than you can remember, and the wide-eyed Prithen beaming at you as he excitedly asks for every particular related to your adventures in Fogborough. A remarkable tale, but fitting for such a wicked place, he says, returning from the back room, rolling a heavy cask of ale, I've been hiding her, that is to say, saving this for just such an occasion. Here, someone help me knock into it, that's it. Dick, don't you have something that will do this? As Teak and Prithen weapon the cask, Iskritar pokes at the fire. You gaze out through the window onto the street, your mind wandering back to the dark, fog-shrouded wood. Of the cosy quarters that now surround you seem a thousand miles away from the forest. You find yourself unable to shake a general feeling of unease you've had ever since you stepped out from beneath the rotting trees. You booze over the notion that all that's inside beneath that all that transpires beneath the perpetual male of vi- veil of mist that hangs over the cursed wood goes unseen by the world beyond its borders. It seems the forest is a realm unto itself. Despite the lack of effect that the a lack of lack of effect that the en- effect events within Fogbor seem to have on the outside world, realise that unless something is done to stem or defeat the glowing threat of Corso Hell and our army of Otorok, the edges of the wood may sp- may soon prove to be less formidable obstacles to the forest's fearsome inhabitants than they once did. You vividly recall the sight of the dark hole, covered with swirling mist, the entrance to the abode of the hideous spider troll, a creature that for so long fiercely stalked the rotting forest. You can't help but wonder if... Your thoughts are suddenly interrupted by a flagon of frothing ale, it's frosted your hand. Teak slaps you on the shoulder and smiles. This old place again, he says, gazing about this room. I think I'm quite ready for all of this again, that is, if you'll have me, Sir Crokington. It's a bit cluttered, perhaps, and could do with a few new trophies. But it's a far sight better than a spider troll, Glen. Then, all right. Teak is back with the Silver Quest. Alright, and that ends this adventure with 3,072 experience to general and 256 experience to all skills and powers, which is very nice. Alright, I'm going to go to the hidden room. Now, this isn't a safe place yet. 
Alright, so, so the gates are terrific to save the game. Alright, and that's it for now. There's a In the next episode, we'll be dealing with all the things that follow up from this adventure. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.